following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Garnishing your ham with pineapple? Pair it with a delicious Chardonnay to make their taste buds swirl. Deviled eggs are even better when paired with a light, dry wine like a bubbly Prosecco or a Pinot Grigio. For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can help you find the perfect one in your budget. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers! We want to be able to show people that it's, it is okay to not be okay. And, and if you do need help, to ask for help. You know, for me, I was somebody who was always so afraid to ask for help because of the fact that we are athletes. We are supposed to be this big, macho, strong person that has no weaknesses, that has nothing wrong with them. And, and we're just supposed to be perfect. But, I mean, it's life. We're human beings. We go through the same exact struggles that, I, that everybody else goes through from a day-to-day basis. Welcome to the Forbes interview. I'm your host, Steve Bertoni. On this show, I'll do in-depth interviews with billionaires, entrepreneurs, and influencers. And taking a moment to thank our sponsors, Veridesk, Rocket Mortgage, and ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash Forbes. You'll hear more about these companies later in the show. Hey, everybody. Really exciting show today. We have the greatest Olympian of all time, a man who needs no introduction, Michael Phelps. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Now, last time I saw you, you came to our Under 30 Summit in Boston. It was incredible. And you were generous enough to lead our wellness run. And people ended up chasing you down and trying to rip your clothes off like you were <laughs> the Beatles, Elvis, and Michael Phelps combined. It was uh, That was the most interesting run I think I've ever been on in my life. Um, pretty cool to have that many people out there. It was a lot of fun. The support was on unbelievable um but yeah i mean i think i was trying to like duck and weave my way out of like either people trying to cut me off or jumping in front of me or almost falling and tripping over people yeah, went from um, one, to one of those spartan races yeah basically right but it, i mean it was awesome it was so much fun and, and, and that trip was amazing just being able to be there and and just to be able to share a story like that's something that i've truly enjoyed just being able to talk about my career and the ups and downs that i've had mm-hmm. um you know really being able to hopefully uh, one inspires somebody, but two also just I understand that you know everything that I went through, I went through because I'm a, I'm a human being, yeah. And I was able to kind of learn and go through this process, and um, you know I'm here just to be able to help somebody else get through these same issues, and and I think that's that's something that for me is exciting. Just you know, obviously I had a lot of struggles, and and obviously going through mental my my mental health struggles with depression. Um, you know, I think a lot of, a lot more people suffer than, than really are opening up and talking about it. And, and, you know, hopefully I can save a life just by being able to share the story and the things that I went through and my mental, mental side of it. Um, because anything is possible. And, and, and I, I truly believe that we can get through anything that is put in front of us. Mm-hmm. I, I believe we have the tools, uh, to be able to push through anything that we need to. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, you had an incredible experience and it's stuff that, I mean, I feel like people don't talk about athletes because athletes are supposed to be these warriors and super tough. But I mean, what advice and tools do you have for anybody who's gone, whether they're focusing on an Olympics or they're focusing on a cause or their business or I mean, everyone goes to these kind of flow states of like super focused adrenaline. Then you 
it's done and you're kind of flat and just like kind of floating, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for me personally, I went through, you know, four or five different stages of depression and, and they were usually always after an Olympic games, mm-hmm. you know, for four years working up to this one moment or this one race or a couple races that you get ready for. And then when it's over, you have no idea what to do. You're lost. And, and, um, you know, I would say, I mean, north of 75% of people are, are, are the athletes that come out of an Olympic games they probably go through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I have friends from the Winter Games who I've talked to recently who, who are going through the same exact problems. And, and um, you know, for, for me, when I was competing, I, I never had the opportunity or I never was given the chance to, to sit down and talk with somebody or, mm-hmm. or, you know, said, you know, somebody come up to me and say, can I help you? You know, so it, it, it is kind of sad that, that we don't have something like that set up now to be able to give our athletes the proper care and help they need um you know i mean we just lost what, Stephen holcomb a couple of years ago and and due to depression so you know we we actually have something that that we're we've been working on for the last couple of months called um weight of gold and it's it's honestly being able to have all of these olympians come together and share their stories and share what they've gone through and and the the, the struggles that we've had with mm-hmm. depression or other mental health uh, illnesses and, and being able to get all of us to come together to open up. We want to be able to show people that it's, it is okay to not be okay. And, and if you do need help to ask for help, you know, for me, I was somebody who was always so afraid to ask for help because of the fact that we are athletes. We are supposed to be this big, macho, strong person that has no weaknesses, that has nothing wrong with them. And, and we're just supposed to be perfect. But I mean, it's life. We're human beings. We go through the same exact struggles that I, that everybody else goes through from a day to day basis, and and you know for us it's you know hopefully we're able to help somebody open up and talk about the problem and talk about issues they have because communication is it's it's something that saved my life, mm-hmm. um, and and you know for me I, I mean I still have struggles daily, so it's easy for me to be able to pick up a phone and call somebody or go see a therapist, and I like it. What was that turning point? Was there one, was there, I mean, it's always a struggle, but was there one moment or one thing you did that kind of just put you on a better path? Um, I mean, for me, like when, like when I went to treatment after I got my second DUI, um, at that point, like I, I was very depressed. I didn't want to be alive anymore, but I thought there were, there could be, or there was another road that I could take. And mm-hmm. I, I wanted to exercise that option and see what I could do to help me to find help to get better. Um, so I went into a treatment center and, and I was able to uncover just so much that I was compartmentalizing for so long and just stuffing away. And I never wanted to talk about it. And, and, you know, I, I found once I opened up and talked about the things that were bothering me, life became easy mm-hmm. or easier, I should say. Um, you know, it's almost like I was walking around without a weight on my back and, and that's how life should be. You know, life is it's absolutely incredible and, and it is challenging at times, but, you know, to be able just to open up and, and to have a form of communication with somebody you love, somebody you trust or a therapist, it's healthy. And I think that's just, that was something that truly changed for me. You know, I, I make the joke that I learned to communicate at 30, but yeah. you know, it's most, a lot of us, a lot of us do. So it's, it, it is true. So, you know, I am very thankful that I did learn to communicate and, and I felt comfortable asking for help. You know, I think for so long I didn't ask for help because I was afraid of rejection and I was afraid of hearing no. But I think I'm I'm comfortable enough with who I am and and um, 
kind of, I mean, I, I think for me for so long, I thought of myself as a swimmer and that was it. Nothing else. I had no self-love. I had no self-confidence. And, and it was just the pool. That was yeah, that was yeah. it. Like that's all I could identify myself as. So, you know, for me really being able to find out who I was and not being afraid of showing who I truly was, I think really, really changed. You know, I think after my second DUI, I basically said, I'm going to show the world who the real Michael Phelps mm-hmm. is. You know, I don't want to say like had a mask on, but like I was almost like reserved in a way. And, and yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're around me, I, I don't stop talking. I have a lot of energy. Yeah. Like I'm always fidgeting, like I'm just going crazy all the time, but that's just who I am. And, and, you know, for me, I'm finally to the point now where I can look at myself in the mirror and like who I see. Um, so I went through a lot of changes, but honestly, for me, it was becoming vulnerable which helped me become better. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for the Forbes interview podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask, why? Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? And why can't there be a client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sites trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, listeners to the Forbes interview podcast can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes and one more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's interesting. You're mentioning that some of the toughest times were after, after the after Olympic Games when you were, you know, triumphant and record-breaking. And what does that t- kind of put me in the room, so to speak? Like, you're at the Olympics. You're, you know, you're the center of global media attention for two weeks. And, you know, you plastered on everything, all the attention. Then you kind of, like, get off the airplane and you're home. Is it what's that like? Is it is it is there a buzz that kind of grows and one day you kind of? I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm just moving around. Oh, I'm fidgety. You're fidgety is good. You're being, yeah, being, being myself. Yeah. That's good. I can't sit still. But, I mean, what, what's like, the highs and lows? Going from like you know being the cover yeah, sure. of every magazine and TV sure. to like okay, your home and your house or apartment or condo. Is it what is that? What is that that transition like? I mean, it's probably one of the hardest things you really ever go through. You know, basically you're plastered, like you said, plastered on 
on TV screens all over the world, newspapers, magazines, commercial, I mean, everywhere. And then after the Olympics are done, you disappear, mm-hmm. you're done. And, you know, I think it's hard for all of us who, you know, who put so much time and energy into, you know, having the chance to represent your country and having the chance to do, you know, something you've always dreamt of as kids. And then after you're done, it's like, all right, what's next? And then, you know, to me, I feel like it's like, people push you aside and the next up and coming star is taking your place. Yeah. So, you know, I'd really like to see something put into place where we can actually help athletes that come out and help them get back on, on the right track to whatever direction they want to go. In a weird way, is it harder for gold medalists to come down than if someone who just, Hey, they made the Olympics and they didn't place and there there's, that was your shot. No, I mean, I, I would say it's probably, it's probably the same for everybody. Yeah. You know, just being able to get to that point, that pinnacle, that highest level of competition. I mean, the Olympic Games, how many different countries are there from yep. all over the world and, and, you know, all different walks of life coming together to represent your country, to have a chance to win a medal. Like, you know, you get there, you spend four years to get there. And then afterwards, it's like you just fall off mm-hmm. and you're gone. So it, it, it is very challenging. And, and, and I would say it's probably everybody that goes through similar struggles. You know, it's something that's such a big event that's covered so worldwide. And then you're done. Yeah. And it's like, you're all right, cool. You're back to normal. Like you're back to being the average Joe. And you're like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> especially, especially a sport, which kind of will pop up every four years and fade right. into that. Right. Speaking of, I'm mean, going back to kind of, you get home with stuff and, you know, we talked about people ripping your clothes off at the, uh, the Forbes run. Um, like if you want, we're here in New York city. If you walk down park Avenue today, are people approaching you? Are people like double taking? Like, I think I know that that guy or is it, can you kind uh, of have I a, mean, they'll double take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I walked to a bodega from the hotel last night and there were like three people that stopped in their tracks. Like I just had a hat on walking around the city, like minding my own business. Um, yeah, I mean, like I see it from town to town or from, from time to time in different towns, especially when I'm traveling in and Mm -hmm. out so much. Um, I mean, in Arizona, it's fine. Like where we live, nobody really stops. Nobody really looks. They're used to seeing me every day. Um, but it's just, I, I just find when you go to different cities where I'm not all the time, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you do get different reactions or people will say hi or take a photo or say congrats or yeah. something. So, I mean, like, I, I don't mind it. I mean, if you come up and ask me to take a photo, I'm usually pretty, pretty nice about yeah, it. Very cool. Um, but if you stick a camera in my face, I might not be that happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that notoriety, like you, you finished the games, super tri- a triumphant comeback. I mean, it was a... It was like a you know Greek mythology, you know, kind of you've vindicated. You had so many, you have so many options. Like you can really do whatever you want. How do you kind of focus your time now on this next kind of mission when you have so many opportunities and your name goes so far in so many things? How do you kind of help a choose what the Michael Phelps brand is going to be, and then you know what, how are you going to spend? You know, you were so maniacally focused, like every athlete, on winning that goal. Like and now, how do you choose to work with the current projects you work with and? Are there any things that you're excited about on the business side or philanthropy side to, you know, get going? Um, I mean, for me, I've been very lucky to, to always be around stuff that I absolutely love and enjoy and I'm super passionate about. You know, for me now retiring from the sport, yes, I am retired. I'm not coming back. I'm done. <laughs> um, you know, my family and I have the opportunity to talk about things that are important and talk about things that, that can change and we can help change people you know i mean this is like like what we're doing this year again with colgate just really trying to tell you how important it is to turn the water off 
I mean, every drop counts. Like that's something that's so easy to do. I mean, even these little stickers that we have that you can put on your stoppers that tell you to turn the water off. It changes color to, to from white to red to turn the faucet off. It's something that we can all do together. And for me now, especially having two kids, um, you know, we have a two-year-old who literally will just jump up and brush his teeth by himself. Yeah. And, and it's great, but now is the perfect time for us to be able to, to – teach him the importance of conserving water and the, and, and the importance of water in our life, in our everyday life. And, and, you know, he sees a little red sticker on the bottom and he knows and he points to it. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun for us as parents to be able to gr- have him grab onto something like this and, and hopefully carry it on through the rest of his life. And, and honestly, if you think about it, like when you leave the water running, you're wasting four gallons, mm-hmm. 60, just, brushing or, teeth. just brushing your teeth or 64 glasses of water. Imagine that 64 glasses mm-hmm. of water. That's a ton, a ton so, I mean, it's easy, just a little turn. That's all it is. Or, I mean, for, like for us, I brush my teeth in the shower. Mm-hmm. So it's um, two things at once, done, saves water. I'm not taking a long shower. And, and I mean, there are so many things that we can all do from a day-to-day basis that can make a big difference in water conservation. Because there are people all over the world that don't have water. And we've been very fortunate and very lucky to have clean water our whole entire life. We want to keep it that way, mm-hmm. especially for the future generations. Um, so with Colgate, with water, uh, save water campaign, water conservation, excuse me, um, talking about my mental health struggles, um, water safety is something that's been huge for me. Um, that was the only reason why I was ever put in the water yeah. <laughs> for that reason was right, just for water safety. Yeah. That was yeah. the only reason why I ever started swimming. Well, it's funny. I went to Colgate university and we, to graduate, we had a swim test. Yeah. And people kind of laughed it off, but it was harder than people thought. Oh, of course. Especially with a hangover. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, but, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to swim. And especially if you're not comfortable in the water. I think that's something that, that especially happens with kids. And, and you know, I, I think just really ha- helping them being able to get over that fear um, can save a life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for me, I learned on my back because I didn't want to put my face under the water. So every kid is going to learn differently. Every kid is going to feel comfortable differently in the water. So it's finding that comfortable, like comfortable spot for a kid just to be able to teach them the importance of water safety. Is there one kind of umbrella organization that does that nationwide in the States? I have Michael Phelps Swim School that's yeah. in every single state mm-hmm. in the U.S. and, and um, with Boys and Girls Club and Special Olympics worldwide. Um, we have been able to teach almost 20,000 kids, but you know, I have a feeling that it, I think it's okay to be greedy in this and say I want more. Yeah. I think more kids need to be water safe. I don't care if they swim. Just be water safe. That's all I want. So there, we've, we have a, a bunch of different things going on. I have my swimsuit. Um, yep. we're, we're getting ready to launch another swimsuit cool. coming up this year. Um, so we have a bunch of different things going on. We're very busy, always going nonstop. You have a pool at home? We do. We do have a pool it at home. It must be the hottest pool party in, in Arizona, I'm hey, sure. Boomer and I are always out there. <laughs> we, we are permanent spring break in the backyard. Um, but no, I mean, that, like, we're, we're extremely busy, but honestly, I'm loving what I'm doing. You know, like it, it's just something that, that is so easy for me to do because it's such a big passion of mine. So I mean, if I could do this and, and do what I love for the rest of my life, I can't complain. That's awesome. And in terms of, obviously, the Colgate, the Colgate uh, connection with water and you makes sense and the swim school and that's, those are your passions. Um, is there anything outside? I mean, it's, you've been in a pool all your life. Is there anything outside of the, those themes that are kind of grabbing your attention or you want to learn more about or maybe, you know, get into? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of learning myself personally, different like stock market or 
Uh, I'm relearning the game of golf again. Nice. So nice. it's, I mean, just a few things to kind of first rule: never take a me. never take a, a stock trip from a journalist. That's the first rule. Okay. <laughs> By the end of it, never, never, never a journalist. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, like it, it's just interesting for me. It's just. You know, just like I've gotten into reading more books too, just trying to learn more. I think that's something that, you know, honestly has truly excited me. I mean, for me, right now, I'm 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 in the process of trying to be more in the present. Really, like that's that's something that that uh, a buddy of mine and I have talked about, and he's introduced me to a couple books that I've I've listened to when I've been traveling, and um, you know, it's kind of fun for me to continue to learn even at 32, and and using different kind of techniques to be able to to do things and and teach others what's in the new what's in the michael phelps book club what's the what's, what's um, some of your latest ones that what were am like, wow, i, I just started um solve for happy mm-hmm. uh, a buddy of mine just sent it to me i just finished uh the power of now for like the fifth time in the last two years um and then i've read uh 10 happier yeah yeah dan dan harris mm-hmm. great book um uh, I have a buddy who literally just like hammers them on to me uh, from audio from Audible. Yeah, just and I just like, listen yeah. to him when I when I fly, and it's so much it's it's so easy for me to just jot notes down what mm. what really stands out, and 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 also like my wife and I are, are so interested in just learning more. So it's cool to be able to go home and talk about some of the stuff that that I've been reading or she's been reading, mm. and 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 seeing what we can really take from it and how much we can really grow from some of these things because it's it's interesting always having different ideas and other people's opinions on things to. See see what really kind of fits into what you do every day. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Traditional static offices are a thing of the past. Today, companies and employees want an active workspace. Veridesk helps people reimagine their office design. Being more active at work, like standing more and sitting less, can help improve your health by boosting energy and productivity. Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions make it easy to encourage more movement in a day. The new ProDesk 60 Electric Standing Desk is the cornerstone of the active office. It's designed with commercial-grade materials, stable at any height, and fully assembled in under five minutes. Plus, all Veridesk products are made to last. They're also simple to set up and move or reconfigure as businesses change and grow. Check out Veridesk products, including the new ProDesk 60 Electric risk-free for 30 days with free shipping and free returns. Learn more at veridesk.com slash Forbes. That's V-A-R-I desk.com slash Forbes. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. It's interesting. You're mentioning that some of the toughest times were after... After the after Olympic Games, when you were you know triumphant and record breaking, and what does that t- kind of put me in the room, so to speak? Like you're at the Olympics, you're you know you're the center of global media attention for two weeks, and you know you plastered on everything, all the attention. Then you kind of like get off the airplane and you're home. Is it what's that like? Is it is, it, is there a buzz that kind of grows in one day? You kind of, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm just moving around. Oh. 
I'm fidgeting. Fidgeting is good. <laughs> you're being, you're, yeah, you're I'm being, being myself. Yeah. That's good. I can't sit still. But, I mean, what, what's like, the highs and lows going from like you know being the cover yeah, of sure. every magazine and TV sure. to like okay, your home and your house or apartment or condo? Is it what is that? What is that that transition like? I mean, it's probably one of the hardest things you really ever go through. You know, basically you're plastered, like you said, plastered on on TV screens all over the world, newspapers, magazines, commercial. I mean, everywhere. And then after the Olympics are done, you disappear. Mm-hmm. You're done. And, you know, I think it's hard for all of us who, you know, who put so much time and energy into, you know, having the chance to represent your country and having the chance to do, you know, something you've always dreamt of as kids. And then after you're done, it's like, all right, what's next? And then, you know, to me, I feel like it's like people push you aside and the next up and coming star is taking your place. Yeah. So, you know, I'd really like to see something put into place where we can actually help athletes that come out and help them get back on on the right track to whatever direction they want to go. In a weird way, is it harder for gold medalists to come down than if someone who just, hey, they made the Olympics and they didn't place and there's, that was their shot? No, I mean, I, I would say it's probably, it's probably the same for everybody. Yeah. You know, just being able to get to that point, that pinnacle, that highest level of competition. I mean, the Olympic Games, how many different countries are there from yeah. all over the world and, and, you know, all different walks of life coming together to represent your country to have a chance to win a medal. Like, you know, you get there, you spend four years to get there, and then afterwards it's like you just fall off mm-hmm. and you're gone. So it, it is very challenging, and, and I would say it's probably everybody that goes through similar struggles. You know, it's something that's such a big event that's covered so worldwide, and then you're done. Yeah. And it's like, you're all right, cool, you're back to normal. Like, you're back to being the average Joe, and you're like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, especially, especially <laughs> a sport which kind of will pop up every four years and fade right, into that. Right. Speaking of, I'm mean, going back to kind of, you get home and stuff and, you know, we were talking about people ripping your clothes off at the, uh, <laughs> the Forbes run. Um, like if you want, we're here in New York city. If you walk down park Avenue today, are people approaching you? Are people like double taking? Like, I think I know that, that guy, or is it, can you kind uh, of have I a, mean, they'll double take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I walked to a bodega from the hotel last night and there were like three people that stopped in their tracks. Like I just had a hat on walking yeah. around the city, like minding my own business. Um, yeah, I mean, like I see it from town to town or from, from time to time in different towns, especially when I'm traveling in and out so much. Um, I mean, in Arizona, it's fine. Like where we live, nobody really stops. Nobody really looks. They're used to seeing me every day. Um, but it's just, I I just find when you go to different cities where I'm not all the time, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you do get different reactions or people will say hi or take a photo or say congrats or something. So, I mean, like, I, I don't mind it. I mean... If you come up and ask me to take a photo, I'm usually pretty pretty nice about yeah, it. Yeah, very cool. Uh, but if you stick a camera in my face, I might not be that happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that notoriety, like you, you finished the games, super tri- a triumphant comeback. I mean, it was a, it was like a you know Greek mythology. You know, kind of you've vindicated. You had so many, you have so many options. Like you can really do whatever you want. How do you kind of focus your time now on this next kind of mission when you have so many opportunities and your name goes so far in so many things? How do you kind of help A, choose what the Michael Phelps brand's going to be? And then, you know, what, how are you going to spend, you know, you were so maniacally focused like every athlete on winning that goal. Like, and now, how do you choose to work with the current projects you work with? And are there any things that you're excited about on the business side or philanthropy side to, you know, get going? Um, I mean, for me, I've been very lucky to to always be around stuff that I absolutely love and enjoy and I'm super passionate about. You know, for me now, retiring from the sport, yes, I am retired. I'm not coming back. I'm done. Um, You know, my family and I have the opportunity to talk about things that are important and talk about things that, that, 
can change and we can help change people. You know, I mean, this is like, like what we're doing this year again with Colgate, just really trying to tell you how important it is to turn the water off. I mean, every drop counts. Like that's something that's so easy to do. I mean, even these little stickers that we have that you can put on your stoppers that tell you to turn the water off. It changes color to, to from white to red to turn the faucet off. It's something that we can all do together. And for me now, especially having two kids, um, you know, we have a two-year-old who literally will just jump up and brush his teeth by himself. Yeah. And, and it's great. But now is the perfect time for us to be able to... to teach him the importance of conserving water and the, and, and the importance of water in our life, in our everyday life. And, and, you know, he sees a little red sticker on the bottom and he knows and he points to it. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun for us as parents to be able to gr- have him grab onto something like this and, and hopefully carry it on through the rest of his life. And, and honestly, if you think about it, like when you leave the water running, you're wasting four gallons, mm-hmm. 60, just, brush teeth. just brushing your teeth or 64 glasses of water. Imagine that 64 glasses mm-hmm. of water. That's a ton, a ton so, I mean, it's easy, just a little turn. That's all it is. Or, I mean, for, like for us, I brush my teeth in the shower. Mm-hmm. So it's um, two things at once, done, saves water. I'm not taking a long shower. And, and I mean, there are so many things that we can all do from a day-to-day basis that can make a big difference in water conservation. Because there are people all over the world that don't have water. And we've been very fortunate and very lucky to have clean water a whole entire life. And we want to keep it that way, mm-hmm. especially for the future generations. Um, so with Colgate, with water, uh, save water campaign, water conservation, excuse me, um, talking about my mental health struggles, um, water safety is something that's been huge for me. Um, that was the only reason why I was ever put in the water yeah. <laughs> for that reason was right, just wanted, for water safety. To learn how to swim, right? Yeah. That was yeah. the only reason why I ever started swimming. Well, it's funny. I went to Colgate university and we, to graduate, we had a swim test. Yeah. And people kind of laughed it off, but it was harder than people thought. Oh, of course. Especially with a hangover. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, but, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to swim. And especially if you're not comfortable in the water. I think that's something that, that especially happens with kids. And, and you know, I, I think just really ha- helping them being able to get over that fear um, can save a life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for me, I learned on my back because I didn't want to put my face under the water. So Every kid is going to learn differently. Every kid is going to feel comfortable differently in the water. So it's finding that comfortable, like comfortable spot for a kid just to be able to teach them the importance of water safety. Is there one kind of umbrella organization that does that nationwide in the States? I have Michael Phelps Swim School that's yeah. in every single state mm-hmm. in the U.S. and, and um, with Boys and Girls Club and Special Olympics worldwide. Um, we have been able to teach almost 20,000 kids, but... You know, I have a feeling that it, I think it's okay to be greedy in this and say, I want more. Yeah. I think more kids need to be water safe. I don't care if they swim, just be water safe. That's all I want. So there we have, we have a, a bunch of different things going on. I have my swimsuit. Um, yep. we're, we're getting ready to launch another swimsuit cool. coming up this year. Um, so we have a bunch of different things going on. We're very busy, always going nonstop. You have a pool at home? We do. We do have a pool at home. It must be the hottest pool party in, in Arizona, hey, I'm sure. Boomer and I are always out there. <laughs> we, we are permanent spring break in the backyard. Um, but no, I mean, that, like, we're, we're extremely busy, but honestly, I'm loving what I'm doing. You know, like, it, it's just something that, that is so easy for me to do because it's such a big passion of mine. So... I mean, if I could do this and, and do what I love for the rest of my life, I can't complain. That's awesome. And in terms of, obviously, the Colgate, the Colgate uh, connection with water and you makes sense and the swim school and that's, those are your passions. Um, is there anything outside? I mean, if you've been in a pool all your life. Is there anything outside of the, those themes that are kind of grabbing your attention or you want to learn more about or maybe, you know, 
get um, into it? I mean, I'm I'm kind of learning myself personally, different like stock market or uh, I'm relearning the game of golf again. Nice. So nice. it's I mean, just a few things to kind of first rule: never take a me. never take a stock trip from a journalist. That's the first rule. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> By the end, never 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 a journalist. <laughs> But it's fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, it's just interesting for me. It's just, you know, just like I've gotten into reading more books too, Mm -hmm. just trying to learn more. I think that's something that, you know, honestly has truly excited me. I mean, for me, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to be more in the present. Really, like that's that's something that that uh, a buddy of mine and I have talked about, and he's introduced me to a couple books that I've I've listened to when I've been traveling, and um, you know, it's kind of fun for me to continue to learn even at 32 and, and using different kind of techniques to be able to, to do things and, and teach others. What's in the new, what's in the Michael Phelps book club? What's the, what's, what's um, some of your latest ones? That what were like, I, wow, I just started, um, solve for happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine just sent it to me. I just finished, uh, the power of now for like the fifth time in the last two years. Um, and then I've read, uh, 10% happier. Yeah, yeah. Dan Dan Harris, great mm-hmm. book. Um, uh, I have a buddy who literally just like hammers them on to me uh, from audio from Audible. Yeah, just and I just like, listen yeah. to him when I when I fly, and it's so much. It's it's so easy for me to just jot notes down what mm-hmm. what really stands out, and 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 also like my wife and I are, are so interested in just learning more. So it's cool to be able to go home and talk about some of the stuff that that I've been reading or she's been reading, mm-hmm. and 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 seeing what we can really take from it and how much we can really grow from some of these things because it's it's interesting always having different ideas and other people's opinions on things to. See what really kind of fits into what you do mm-hmm. every day. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Traditional static offices are a thing of the past. Today, companies and employees want an active workspace. Veridesk helps people reimagine their office design. Being more active at work, like standing more and sitting less, can help improve your health by boosting energy and productivity. Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions make it easy to encourage more movement in a day. The new ProDesk 60 Electric Standing Desk is the cornerstone of the active office. It's designed with commercial-grade materials, stable at any height, and fully assembled in under five minutes. Plus, all Veridesk products are made to last. They're also simple to set up and move or reconfigure as businesses change and grow. Check out Veridesk products, including the new ProDesk 60 Electric risk-free for 30 days with free shipping and free returns. Learn more at veridesk.com slash Forbes. That's V-A-R-I-Desk dot com slash Forbes. And you mentioned before, like you're, you, you're active, you're fidgety, you're always moving and you're, you know, you're so much of your life is just, just burning and just working out so much. How it is, how do you translate that into like a more normal person life? Like do you, have to, uh, do you feel like you need to have an outlet? Are you like, running in circles all the time I, I still work out pretty pretty heavy yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest uh, I mean still for in the me, pool or weights or every, everything um, if I swim I, I, I can't do it for well I can do it for a workout I choose not to do it yeah. for a workout because I don't want to swim 7,000 yards or me like I don't want to swim 5 miles yeah me neither um, I stopped swimming 5 miles years oh. ago yeah it's brutal. Um, I mean, so for me, like if I get in the pool, I swim for a mile or two and it's more just for peace and relaxation than anything yeah. else to really have like a place where I can go and, and, and like a Zen like feel where, 
you know, there's nobody else around me. I'm yeah. not talking to anybody else. It's me, the sun, the blue sky, and, and my mind just wanders. So for me, it's, it's just a calming place. Uh, I ride bike. I ride a bike a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I ride a bike about seven days, six, seven days a week. Um, and I'm to the point now where I want to start getting back into lifting a little bit and trying to put some muscle back on that I've lost over the last two years. Very cool. So for me, it's just like I know I have to have it just to be a better husband, mm-hmm. a better father, a better friend, a harder worker. Like it's just how my mind works, you know, for 20 plus years of being around the pool or being in the pool as, as that being my profession and, and exercising, um, for me to just be me, I have to, I mean, like this morning I was up at five fifteen, and for me, that's two fifteen uh, West coast just time working out here, just yeah. went for a little workout. Oh. Like I just, I have to get it every day. I have to get that that little escape where I'm just able just to let everything go in the weight room or, or in the exercise room. How do you, you were talking about this transition from this, you know, kind of this athletic life. Do you talk to a lot of, um, Olympians and pro athletes and do you, do you kind of get together and brainstorm ideas or do you talk to people on finding that next purpose or finding that next, that, that next thing? Um, Is I mean, there a community I, around or? Yeah. I mean, I think there are a couple of athletes I talked to about some of that stuff with, um, you know, I think Kobe's a, a great person to talk to and, and him and I've had great conversations about some things in the future. Um, I just talked to Sean White the other day about some things mm-hmm. that, that I think would be really fun and really cool. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's always really fun to be able to be around for me, other Olympians, especially, um, but just other athletes. I mean, I have so much respect for what they do and, and being able to watch them and learn from them is, is a treat for me. You know, you think of somebody like Kobe or MJ or, you know, some of these football players, like, I mean, I've been able to, to spend some time with Peyton and, and just listening to him speak and how he shares his story and how he shares how he got to where he was. It's, it's just so fun for me to, to, to look at them and how they've prepared um, and, and, and how they've treated their career. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm friends with a couple of them. Yeah. Um, super close that's with that's a couple, a but yeah, it's, it's a good few. It's nice. It's you, good. you mentioned Sean White and you know, he was all, and I feel like I'm plugging Forbes, but he was another under 30 in the cover and he had a, a again, a great, similar yeah. to you, like a triumphant return. Sure. And did sure. you speak with him at all in between those transitions of kind of having his off Olympics and his on Olympics? Sure. And, I mean, I, I mean, after he won, I was like, dude, I was like, redemption feels great. Doesn't yeah. it? Like I'll never forget sending him that just, it's, it's incredible. You know, you have a down and then it, you're able to fight back up to the top and get it. And being able to hear him talk about you know that last run and that whole process it's i mean it's so true like him and i have so much in common yeah. just of how we compete and our mindset and everything so it, it was interesting for me to hear him and what he was going through and now seeing what he's going through as well um and and, and being able to to help in any way that i possibly can will you uh, are you gonna join his, his rock band uh, i can't sing uh, and I'm not really <laughs> good at playing instruments so probably not I, I i haven't played an instrument since like sixth grade and you mentioned uh, it's funny. You mentioned you getting into the stocks, and you know Kobe's a great kind of venture investor, and um, you know Jeter's does it, and MJ. I mean, Michael Jordan's one of the best businessmen of all time. Yeah. Like, um, do you, uh, you ever think about doing startups or getting involved in those kind of things? Besides, I mean, I know you have your your um, swimsuit. Com- sure. Um, you know. um, yeah, no, I am, and I, I have a few conversations going with some friends right now. Um, I'm actually just kind of starting to get my feet wet a little bit on this stuff. And, and honestly, it's, it's cool because you get to start looking at stuff that really interests you and, and kind of really doing some background research and, and having some fun with it. And, and my wife loves that too. And Nicole is huge into that. So it's kind of fun having both of our minds work together to try to really see what makes sense for us. And, and, um, you know, what could work, you know, it, it is kind of fun taking a little risk here and there and, yeah. and you know, hopefully streak. Yeah. yeah. Got to keep it going. Cool. Well, great. Well, I want to thank Michael Phelps 
athlete, philanthropist, investor. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Appreciate and it, I look guys. Forward, and we're going to start working out at 5 in the morning tomorrow. So All right. Love it. Take a Love nap it. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks, guys. That's it for this episode of the Forbes interview. I'm Steve Bertoni. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a question or comment, please reach us at interview at podcastone.com. Hi, I'm Spencer Raskoff, the CEO of Zillow Group, and I have a new podcast here on Podcast One called Office Hours. Listen as I have one-on-one conversations with other CEOs. We have the kind of conversations that can only happen between peers, tackling tough questions, sharing hard-won insights, and helping to define what leadership means today. Join me twice a month on Office Hours, exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the new Podcast One app. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.